I'm like, that piece of shit tissue box. I can only imagine. Those cheap motherfuckers. They, they, it was probably a plastic kind of yeah. tacky. And with a big WNBC on it. Right. I don't know what to do. They're offering me a piece of shit. This <laughs> is very nerve-wracking. Oh, my mother was showing shit. you know the shit. answer? <laughs> what are they calling me for? After all... They don't even tell you they're calling. There's no preparation. I didn't know they'd be calling. That's what I heard all day. Yeah. Yeah. She did. She didn't even want my father to know. I'm like, I can't wait to tell him. If Watch you couldn't tell your father you you Man. had a call from a radio station, what <laughs> other secrets did she have to keep? <laughs> I don't know, but she didn't want me. She didn't want me blabbing. Wow. When your father hears I didn't win the piece of shit, I'll be in big trouble. <laughs> when he walked in the door, I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> Guess what happened? I loved it. <laughs> You're going to get her in trouble. You're going to throw her under the bus. I don't know what I'll do if I don't win this piece of shit. I'll regret <laughs> it the rest of my life. You know what's funny about my family, too? My mother has like five or six, maybe even as many as seven stories about me that she'll tell anyone that always yeah. end up with my shame and embarrassment. But do I go around telling people about, I mean, now I'm doing it, but do I go around <laughs> telling her, her friends about how she fucked up the whole Julius LaRosa call? No, I was, I was a nice guy. My mother, you know, right away, as soon as she meets someone and someone would compliment me. All the doctors said when Howard was born, you smile like a mongoloid. Ah, ha, 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 ha. The doctor said Howard was like a mongoloid. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that's, right. that's what he said. I walked in. He pissed in the nurse's face when she was changing the diaper. And the doctor walked in and said, it's a smiling baby like a mongoloid. Oh. Ah, ha, barrel, you're right. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Did I, you know, the doctor said, let me tell it. The doctor said he'd never seen such a monster. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, I'm telling you, this was my humiliation. I should have said, hey, mom, why don't you tell him about when Julius LaRosa called and you choked and we didn't get the uh, we didn't get the STP oil treatment. Why would you bring that up in front of people? It makes me look foolish. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm not a human being. Oh, there was like a couple of stories. That guidance counselor told us Howard would be a D student. <laughs> I mean, she has favorite stories. Like, even if I was dating someone and I brought him home. You know, she told them that story. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, you, you have a couple of stories you tell. But never were you the hero. No, at the end no, of the no, story. no, no, no. No, it was always like uh, when I go to work, they would. Uh... I remember specifically there was a girl who was only wanted to be my friend. She didn't want to be my girlfriend, but I was attracted. I really liked her, and she uh -huh. came over to the house, and she was just the greatest girl. I thought she was fantastic, and my parents liked her, and they, you know. But like, like it would be five minutes in and, you know, maybe we'd have lunch. My father would walk in and go, you know, I don't know what he was up to, but, you know, right away it was just like, uh, um, uh, yeah, I, I tried to teach him multiplication. They, 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 this report card came home. He, he was, he got a D. <laughs> and I told, I told my husband, take Howard in the other room with flashcards and teach him. Yeah. And I'm sitting there a whole day at work with the flashcard. Nine times four, he didn't know. 36. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. They told the girl this? But yeah, they, they would. These were the. Well, like these people at work, they, they tell me, uh, you know, my father always, you know, uh, you know, in front of uh, these people, he'd be like, you know, I uh, yes, I have a recording studio, all the recording, <laughs> all the recording. Yes, my husband is in recording. He records lots of commercials. Uh, uh, you should see, I go to work. 
all these guys who I work with, they carry pictures of their children. <laughs> they do. I don't carry any pictures of my children. Who wants to see them? <laughs> who wants to see? They bore you with their pictures of their children. We never, ever carry pictures of our children in our wallets. What for? Hey, that's right. I want to see them. I'll come home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. Howard was so cute in kindergarten, and he comes home with an underwear. His underwear was filled with grit. <laughs> you know, like, like every like, did the girl story. walk out of the house looking at you like, oh my no. god? Never became my girlfriend. I had enough going against me. She wasn't attracted to me to begin with. <laughs> and then so you bring maybe. him home to her, yeah. to your How about parents. Me up? I, after that, I never brought another girl home. Wow. I was dating a girl in Princeton, I, and she was into me. And I, I just said, if I bring her home, it's it's doomsday. You're going to see what a loser I am. <laughs> They'll kill it. <laughs> yeah, I had this girl. I think I had this girl hypnotized that I was something, like I had something going on. I mean, eventually she realized I had nothing going on, but it took her a while, and I got to bang her the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I learned my lesson early on, you know. You know wow. you know who never met my parents? Who? My wife, Beth. That's how I hold on to her. Wow. That's right. I never, I'll never introduce her to them. <laughs> she still doesn't know them? She thinks I'm an orphan. <laughs> uh, yeah, she thinks when I go on the phone to my mother, I'm going on the phone to my make-believe parents. It's uh, something I do. In that's therapy. an actress. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I never felt uglier than when I was sitting at that table with my parents. Uh, you know, when the doctor told me that Howard smiled like a mongoloid, I said, oh, my goodness, my, my son will be ringing bells in a clock tower or <laughs> assisting a mad scientist. <laughs> Barrel, you're so funny. Oh, assisting a mad scientist. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they have like six or seven stories that always ended up in my humiliation. Now, what did they yeah. say about your sister? Did they tell good stories about her? Ellen works very hard at everything she does. We got Ellen piano lessons, and she plays beautifully, and she worked at it, and she appreciated all of the money we spent on <laughs> piano lessons. And this dummy, <laughs> oh, no. he, he take the lessons. I have to hide upstairs. The teacher keeps begging me to let Howard quit. But I, <laughs> I don't want him to quit. Yes, so I hide upstairs and I have Howard give him the money. I don't want to see the teacher. This dummy, he doesn't practice. And then he says to me, I want to be in a band. I need an electric piano. My husband got him the electric piano. He can't even play it. <laughs> and then he wanted the clarinet. Remember that? Yes, my husband heard clarinet. He ran out and got Howard a clarinet because he knows musicians from the recording studio. And then when he was in sixth grade, they said to him, you'll play a solo at your graduation. He couldn't play one note. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, my God. He was faking playing the clarinet the whole time. He couldn't even play anything. All those lessons. And I'm a big believer in lessons. So even if they were complimenting Ellen, it would turn on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellen oh. tried hard. Ellen tried hard. Yeah, great. <laughs> You know, my entire childhood was a roast. You know, I, sometimes I have trouble watching those roasts. I want to. Yeah, you up. won't let anybody roast yeah. you. No, no, I won't. I had enough of it growing up. I've been roasted my whole life <laughs> in front of good-looking women. Yeah, you know, they, they, everything was humiliation. I remember one time, I had this friend Rita from summer camp. Yeah, Rita was dating Dr. Lou. She was in love with Dr. Lou, but I didn't care. I was going to try and seduce her anyway. You were going to try to steal Lou's girl? Listen, any girl, I, you know. So <laughs> when I was around Rita, I said, hey, Rita, what about me? Eh, you're my friend. Okay, so Rita came over to my house. 
And I thought, well, Rita's coming over to my house. I'll invite her into my bedroom. Maybe Rita will be interested in me, right? <laughs> we get upstairs. Actually, we were with a lot of kids. And there, yeah. sitting on the bed, is a note from my mother. Giant note pinned to the bed. <laughs> you didn't clean your room. T-shirt on the bed. You're punished. And all huh. the kids are laughing that my mother is <laughs> humiliating me in this big, like, your mother writes you a note telling you you had a T-shirt on your bed. And the next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> I couldn't score. Couldn't even, uh, couldn't even make time with Lou's girlfriend. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> I vey. Well, I digress. Um, John Hine has an election update, and I think it's an important one. And uh, okay. let, here's a little bit of uh, news that should be exciting. Go ahead, John. Uh, Joe Biden has taken the lead in the state of Michigan. He is now up by 7,000 votes with almost 90% of the returns in. He was down when we started. He is now up in Michigan and up in Wisconsin. And again, if he takes those two states, Nevada and Arizona, he will be the next president of the United States. And you said Arizona has already been declared, right? Fox News declared Arizona for Biden. Uh, nobody else did. But oh. it's looking like he's going to take it. And Nevada will not be decided until tomorrow because uh -huh. of their system of counting votes. But as of right now, the only thing actively being counted is uh, Pennsylvania and uh, Michigan. And uh, Biden seems to be gaining in Michigan as the minutes tick by. Yeah, I had the feeling. Don't fuck I mean, yourself. Based on everything I've read, um, that these write-in votes were more oriented toward uh, Biden. Yeah, the early voting, apparently, was yeah. very heavily Democratic. <sighs> so we're uh, still waiting those answers. But I did think it was... Were you in on this, John, last night? There was a whole bunch of guys on Zoom. You Were you in with Gary and Chris Wilding and all of them? I was not part of the chat. I was watching John King on CNN with the maps. But I, I do. See. I did hear that Chris got very upset. Yeah, so who hey, Gary. what was being said, I wonder. So so it was like it it, it was kind of like for work, but it really was more of a get together in the sense like we all wanted to be together. And if we had some funny ideas for work, fine, but we were looking for a communal experience and you know, it got depressing quickly. Like Florida goes down and you start to get freaked out. So we're all just hanging around and you know, breaking each other's balls. And then one of the guys, I don't know, like like Chris, I th I thought I think it's just very. Who was sensitive. in on the me? Who was on the Zoom? Was it so Jason? It would have been, would have been uh, me, Jason, Chris, uh, uh, the Lump, um, uh, John Blit, uh, this guy Ryan that we work with. Uh, you know, probably like seven or eight of us. And so at one point, everyone was talking, and then this guy Ryan, who works for us, I felt innocently said because Chris had asked a question. And he goes, "Hey, is this your first presidential election?" And he goes. What are you talking about? Fuck you. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm just asking, is this the first presidential election you've been here? He goes, you know what, man? Fuck you. And then he just shut his camera off and left. Oh. Chris, what was going on? That seems like an overreaction. Jason, were you shocked by that? Yeah, because I was, you know, I was, I was doing a bunch of things. I was on the Zoom. I was on IM. I was watching TV. So I was only half, you know, paying attention to what was going on. And all of a sudden, Chris is just like, that's it. I'm out of here. And it was like a clang, you know, and then this God, oh, please. <laughs> I Chris, I heard your your point of view was that you felt the staff wasn't taking the election seriously and you wanted to see more emotion. Well, first of all, hardly anyone was even talking about the election. So I kept having to take my headphones off to even watch what was going on, which is fine. Whatever. OK, we're just hanging. And if the night had gone differently, I would have been in a better mood. I would have been in a different place. But this election means a lot to me. And um, I'm very emotional about it. I just am. And. Yeah, you know, this group of people, and I love them, and I'm guilty of it too, but they are the most negative, pessimistic, <laughs> downtrodden group on the planet. So I'm telling you, at 9 o'clock at night, there are people typing or speaking, oh, it's over, it's done, he's gone, I'm talking to this person who knows this person, they're saying it's finished, it's done, and I'm, I'm trying to reason, and the more I reason, the more like, like, almost like angry people are getting with me. So now it looks on this magic board on CNN or wherever we were watching, like, like maybe, maybe Biden is losing, 
And I'm kind of, I'm trying to open up and I'm trying to be vulnerable and I'm trying to sort of explain my emotions and people are like, oh, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then some guy. Is that true, Gary, where people enough. fuck you and stuff? I have to tell you, I, I, I like Chris and Chris and I have no beef. I was on the call, but I feel like I was on a different call. I'm not feeling are. any of this. And, and Gary, I love you, but but you love to talk. You were talking about something that wasn't related, which is fine. But I'm sitting here watching what feels like the fucking world crumbling. But we I mean, were all talking. I, I, we I don't know. I don't know how P, how it is in a how, how even the thought of this fucking Trump winning again doesn't put people into a fetal position. I, I don't get that. And maybe maybe I'm just dramatic and maybe I'm okay, just Okay, so my my you know, Howard, whatever, my interpretation but- my interpretation is at times we were talking about other things because you can't like it's not like we're watching a fucking counter where it's going one vote, two vote. So right. we were all pretty we were all I thought like at one point I'm like who somebody was on the New York Times site, somebody was on CNN. At one point somebody goes, "Holy shit, I think it's 83% chance now that trump wins florida so we were pretty invested in what was going on but you can't be invested of it every second and sure so what do you think florida, what was going was, on with chris what do you i, I mean know, well, uh well, but when florida went we were that, depressed that, that set me was off. he overreacting well do you have a beef with ryan who said that to you is do you guys I have really, a prior i really beef? don't have a beef with that guy but you know when someone turns to you who as far as i know the guy's never left the tri-state area Turns to him, oh it, is this your first u.s election like do you not know how it works like First of all, dude, it's not, of course, it's not my first U.S. election. And second of all, if you think this U.S. election is like any other U.S. election in history, you're a fucking idiot. And it upset me that someone could be that condescending and just kind of blase and laissez faire. I heard you after you stormed out, you called Ralph and start, and you, you actually had a good cry with Ralph. Uh, is I, that I true? Was a, I, a good, I was a blubbering mess. I was a blubbering mess because. I I don't understand how half the fucking country can fucking be conned by this guy. He's a fucking con man. You're getting conned. And you and 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 I don't know what reason it is, whether you're mentally challenged like Wendy or you think it lines your pocketbook. I mean, people are fucking dying Two, I mean, over 200,000 people have died and this guy has no plan. The plan is herd immunity. And you're OK with that. Yeah, half the country is okay with just letting a rip, letting at-risk people die, letting letting in some instances young people die, and we're sitting there twiddling our dicks on a Zoom. I'm sorry, it felt a little slight. It felt a little uh, uh, like there should have been more gravity. I wanted someone's shoulder to cry on. Nate Silver's a fucking idiot. He's if he only didn't get his numbers right. Ha ha ha. I don't I don't laugh that Nate Silver got it wrong. It's a fucking nightmare that he got it wrong, potentially. Jason, what is going on here? Uh, I'm worried about uh, Chris. Chris. Is, Chris <laughs> I, I, I love am. Chris, and he knows how much I love him. But no, he is way, way, way over emotional. You know, I went Why into this. you, Jason? Because, Why Chris, you? I am... To a large degree, no, I kept telling you, you, does it? You can still, you can still marry someone. You don't have to fucking leave the country. You're not a fucking black kid. Doesn't it? Doesn't affect you, does it? Doesn't affect Ronnie. Ronnie can still marry Stephanie. Vote for whoever. Ah, ah, ah. You're lashing out of your friends. You're lashing out of your friends, my man. I know, and I'm sorry. I am. You know, we're all on the same uh, uh, political spectrum here. I went into the night not expecting there to be a big blowout. I kind of was playing out the way I assumed it would play out, which doesn't make me happy. It just made me numb and sad and angry. Um, but I was also happy to be around our friends bullshitting and trying to make the best out of it. And you you were not in the mood to be humorous at, on it at hey, all, which is fine, which is fine. Here's, a, here's, a, here's an update. I have a clip of Chris walking off the Zoom last night. Here it is, this tape, this actual tape of Chris leaving the Zoom meeting for the staff. Hey, Ryan, when you say they have him going Trump, did this... Are they calling? They're not calling them. No, but but like Michigan, 20, Michigan, 20 percent of the vote is in and Trump is up by 20 points. Chris, is this the first time you've watched like like really? No, Ryan, it's not the first time I've watched an election. No, I meant a U.S. election. No, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Okay, goodbye. What the fuck? (laughs) What did I say? I don't know. I meant you said this is the first time you watch an election. Well, I mean, what do you think? The guy lives on Mars? I mean, even exactly. if you grew up in Canada, you would have seen Yeah, I mean, ev- the whole world watches U.S. elections. The whole world. Yeah. The whole world. And, and it so directly impacts people in Canada, too. And, like, we're the number one trade partners and allies. And it's just such an ignorant 
fucking comment when people say, oh, you're from Canada. What do you care? Of course Chris, I are care. you feeling, how are you feeling now based on uh, John's latest update? Do you think that Trump is going to win or do you think Biden's going to win? Where are you at? I really hope Biden wins because I think, I, I hope he wins the Senate too, because if he doesn't win the Senate, you know, we're going to go round and round. But, but at least if he gets in, it'll stop the bleeding and he can sign executive orders and he can do, you know, it's like the country needs a dad. No one wants a dad. No one wants to be punished. No one wants to fucking be told what to do. But the country needs someone who's actually in charge. That's why they call them the father of our country. You're absolutely right. The country needs a dad, a dad who is leading. Well, it's a shame the country needs a dad because, you know, we've got a bunch of juveniles running around thinking they're adults. Gary, what are you feeling now? Are you who do you feel is uh, Chris thinks uh, Biden's going to win? Who do you think is going to win? So I woke up this morning super depressed, right? I got in the shower, hadn't looked at the computer yet, and I was sure I was going to go downstairs and hit the button, and it was going to say Trump wins. And, I, and while I was in the shower, I kept thinking, like, there goes the Paris Accord that will never make that up again because we still have a chance to make that up. And I just kept thinking of another four years. I'm looking at Lindsey Graham, and I'm looking at Mitch McConnell just steamrolling over everybody. And then I got downstairs, and when it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a victory for Trump, I, I had, like, a glimmer of hope. But as... I've been reading all morning and looking around. I actually now see a fairly, you know, difficult but clear path for Biden. I do see it as, as Arizona, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I do think that that's going to happen. It's going to be really tight, and then the country's still going to be a shit show. But it will be a shit show with a guy who is going, I say this over and over again, he will put in a person to run the Department of Education who's an educator, not a donor. Like, he'll put the right people in place. And that's what I always hope. When Trump won, I was sure, I'm like, okay, he doesn't know shit about shit. But certainly he knows to put the right people in the right place. I never imagined he would just reward friends. I never imagined he would do that. And I don't know, and, you know, in retrospect, I don't know why. So I am cautiously optimistic that Biden is going to win. And where are you at, Jason? Are you thinking Trump's going to win or Biden's going to win at this point? Uh, you know, I've been, I've been staring at the numbers all morning. And um, I, I'm, it's feeling very good if, if, if the process is allowed to play out the, the way it's supposed to and all the votes get counted, then it looks like it's heading Biden's way. And I'm feeling much better about it than I went to sleep last night. But I, I agree with you. It's, it, I think what you said earlier, like I am just so angry and disgusted and, and so turned off by how close this vote even is that even if he wins, it's, it's not like he could snap his fingers and and change everything immediately you know like gary said he'll put the right people in the right place we'll hopefully get back on the right direction but it's scary man it's it's to me it's scary uh, how close this is and what this says about us as a well people, you know honestly. a lot of this hinges on how well they count these write-in votes and uh, this should make you all feel better and what votes are nullified and not uh, that's right. The, the the guy who is counting the votes in nevada right now is on the phone sir how is it going Number 65, 66, Route 66, right here. Number 67. You're actually listening to the voting going on right now. He sounds like he's uh, auctioning off these numbers. Uh, We're up to 69, You missed it. Uh, All right, so the vote is going on. There you go. Please keep counting, sir. Yes. Gives me a lot of confidence to know they got somebody in charge over there. All right, keep counting, sir. We're, we're... Cunt, yeah. cunt, 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 cunt. You can't count that way. 69! Oh, this guy's a professional counter. He's counting how many women are in the audience, too. There you go. All right, thank you, sir. I think Chris was uh, mad at some particular people, too. I didn't know if you wanted to. Uh... You were saying that you felt like you were surrounded by closeted Trumpers. Hmm. Well, sometimes, really? it feel, it, sometimes it feels like it's like some people, maybe it's not Trumpers, but contrarians who are like happy that, you know, the kind of the world's going to shit. And it's like, really? Not yeah. Me. And, you know, you know, it, well, not like, who, me Chris? Either. like who, who, like, I think you were probably a little irritated with Benji last night. Well, um, I'm always well, irritated he with is Benji. That way. Yeah. Uh, Benji, Benji can really get on your nerves and it's not whether he's for Trump or Biden, it's just that, like he gets off topic and he gets you crazy. And uh, uh, la- last night we were all on our couches, you know, watching TV and Benji, we were in bed with Benji. He was in bed under the covers <laughs> with his laptop up. So all we could see is his eyes. It's always something. It's something Howard, weird, Benji, yeah. Benji came on. It was the funniest thing. Benji, he pops his camera on 
and it's right on his face. It's great. And then he immediately adjusts it so that all I can see is his torso. And I'm like, like, maybe he's in love with you. Well, here's some news. I'll give you this. If Joe Biden wins Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Michigan, he'll have 270 electoral votes and he will win the election. He now currently leads in all of those states. So, Chris, that should uh, cheer you up. It does. Nothing will cheer you up but a result. You know, that's you've got to get the official vote. Robin, I got to give him some hope. I got to give him some hope. He's so he's he's having a hard time over there. I'll tell you what, I have like an eighty dollar bottle of champagne in my fridge and I was really hoping I was gonna get to open it last night. But hopefully maybe today or tomorrow. You know what I wish I could have heard was you on the phone to Ralph. (laughs) what did ralph do while you were blubbering yeah (laughs) you should should yell at these guys a little bit because i feel i would have gotten to that point on the zoom if people had been a little more accepting and not so (laughs) dismissive so ralph got you know got the exclusive (laughs) i I, I don't know what chris was looking for (laughs) and ralph didn't record anything yeah and i feel I, why I why would Ralph push a record button? I mean, <laughs> why why contribute? Chris, I feel bad because I totally whatever the vulnerability you were feeling last night, yeah. it went over my head. I didn't ignore you. I just didn't see it. We were all breaking balls, so I apologize. Well, yeah. you you can't even hear it in the clip. But what made him say the election thing is, I went, ugh, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. And it was like, well, have you ever seen an election before? <laughs> he felt really bad. He felt really bad, and he no, he, he didn't. genuinely you can hear him in the clip. He goes, what he the fuck? All right, let's hear from some of the listeners and see how they're reacting. Hear what's going on out there. Let's go to Fred in Washington. Yes, Fred. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hello? Hey, now. Hey, Howard, can you hear me? Hey, now. Yes, I I hear you loud and clear. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, my friend. I've been trying to call you for a week to stick up for my friend Ronnie. Hey, now. Um, I, I wasn't a, hey, now. I wasn't a Trump voter the first time, but he hey won now. me over. And uh, actually, your fake news campaign helped win me over. Hey, now. Fake news hey campaign? Now. What is that? Hey, hey now? Hey, now. Uh, I, I got to get off with this guy. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. Howard. It's gonna go We're no hey now. Hey now. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm open to hearing about why he switched to Trump, but the, he won't make any sense. It's your fault, apparently. Pamela, go ahead. You're on in New York. Hi. Listen, I hate and detest Trump probably as much as Chris, but he's being a whining little baby about this. It's not, he can't take everything so personally. The story is, it is nearly impossible to get rid of an incumbent president. The story is that we've, he, he, that Trump has not defeated and has not uh, won this election handily. Chris, calm down. It's not all about you. And by the way, and by the way, I never way, said it was way, about me. With all your, by the way, with all your woke bona fides, Hispanics voted more. Oh, for you're Trump a Trump supporter. No one says this woke unless. No, I'm not. I voted for Biden. You I know what, honey? For- when you can't get an abortion, you, you 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 come crying to me, and you see how I react. No, idiot. no, of course I hate. You're a big all dummy. You're on, dumb. You're but dumb. For you. But for you to make this for about you. only you is absolutely It's not about insane. only me. I just gave a okay. whole speech on how it's the country I'm upset yeah, for. But you can't I can I have an escape hatch. I can go back to Canada, you Trump. dope. Black men voted for Trump because they can't stand Kamala, okay? So stop. Oh, for a you're second. such a Trump supporter. Stop it with that shit. What? Because she's a woman. I you're a self hating woman. Get off the uh, phone. Obviously idiot. everyone is uh, I hate that shit. Hey, how uh, this will calm you down. There's a famous movie actor on the uh, phone. Oh. a man uh, who is very accomplished. His name is Michael Rappaport. He wants to say <laughs> something. I'm sure it will, will here add comes the to wrestling intelligence. Here's, here's the enlightened. Yeah. Point. Here's the here's, wrestling. Here's stuff. someone who is uh, hey, you know, hey. an accomplished artist. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, listen, I have been anxious and up like everybody else. Didn't sleep good and all that stuff. And, and you know, my go-to... And I'm really appreciating that uh, you decided to work this week, Howard and Robin, is is you guys. I turned you guys on before I turned on the news. I voted for Joe Biden. Okay, I've been on the forefront of, of, of on Trump's ass from day one. 
But I'm going to tell you a couple of things, Chris Wilding, you whining, crying little bitch. Oh, so this it's is the, the stick where like, you go after me as opposed to Ralph, no, right? No, like last no week it was Ralph, asshole. then before that it was Marianne. Because Howard, cause Howard gave you a second wind to your shitty career, and you, now you have to call you in to fucking get your cameos up. That's what happens with you, right? You, you and it's the bam, 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 bam. I'm going to fuck you in the ass. I'm going to suck your dick. Well, you know what, dude? I'd like it. I'd like it. I'm going to talk over you. I'm going to talk over you. You're a little bit. homosexual. You're talking about... The worst thing you can tell a guy is you're going to fuck him in the ass. Sad man, shut the fuck up. You shut, shut the, the fuck up. up. Don't worry I'm about what I'm I do. You're a fucking loser. No one likes you. I'm sorry. I'm cutting into your cameo money. You're whining. Michael. You're complaining. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you. You don't know good radio. Shut the fuck up. This is Gary of the fucking Beaver. I get it. I thought this was going to be the enlightened point of view. I get it. Well, how's this? Michael Rappaport. Never mind. Always the same thing. You're calling people. You're calling people a joke. You're crying on the show. Who are you going to go after next week? You're crying on the show. You're crying it's, it's, it's like a the shit. Rest of the it's tired. The you hate everybody. Uh, I get the boys are about really it? Are it? Everyone is at each other's throat. Wow. I will mention See, that this Michael is Rappaport, the divide in the country. Yes, and and yes. I think they voted for the same person in looking. They, yeah, the, the country's so divided. The two guys who voted for Biden are uh, fighting with one another. That's hey, how Howard. bad things are. Uh, America coming vote. together right on our show. Uh, hey, by the way, Howard. I will update you that Michael Rappaport is in fourth place in fantasy football. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to talk about that. I'm comfortable with that. I'm <laughs> comfortable with, with that part of the I'm comfortable with that. But what I'm saying is, Howard, you need to start cutting off your own staff. Sometimes right. you need to shut the fuck up. And it's people like Chris Wilding that are making people vote against him just because out of pure annoyance. Michael, like, let me ask you a question policy. because you're a football maven now. How is Go it ahead. that New York has the Jets and the Giants? Where, you know. They've played how many games now between the two of them? 16, 16 or so? Around how 16, is it yeah. they've only won one game between the two teams? How how can that be in New York? How can New York have teams that are so fucking bad with all the money here? It's, it's outrageous. an abomination, including Thank with you. the Knicks. Who are oh, at the yeah, top the Knicks, the too. Jewel of, they're the, they're the worst. And I, I can't explain why both teams are bad. Um the Giants should be better. I don't want to go into the minutia of it. They both should be better than they are. They're, they're not Super Bowl caliber teams. It's just, it's just, it's just a. You know how sometimes you have a, like a shit staff and like you have like you have people working for you. You have a finely tuned machine. You figured it out year after year. Like the Patriots, certain teams, certain cultures have that. The, the, the Giants and the Jets. And most importantly, the Knicks, they don't have that culture. But why don't the Giants and the Jets have that culture? If Michael's right, Gary, why don't the Giants and the Jets have that culture? It's easy enough to imitate culture. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Give me the answer, I mean, listen, I I can talk about, like, for the Mets, who just sold the team to Steve Cohn, it was ownership. And with the Jets, I think part of its ownership, it's like maybe, I don't know, I'll tell you something. Bob Kraft has a lot of businesses. It's definitely but, ownership. Is a, but Bob Kraft has a lot of businesses, but the Patriots are fucking important to him. It's not some side shit that he deals with. He owns them and it's very important to him. And some, some of these owners don't care. And then, yeah, you got to start at the top. And, you know, a lot of teams, like they don't have the patience to invest and wait. They just try to like fix it really quick. Um, but the Jets, no listen, farm Jets, team, in other words. Listen, the Jets got a first-round draft pick quarterback three years ago, and they, I don't know whether he's good or not, but I think they've ruined him. He's not. And I think that I think that if Tom Brady would have come to the Jets, he wouldn't be Tom Brady. He'd be some other quarterback. You know what I mean? They'd fix like, him. <laughs> yeah, no, they'd they, show they, him. They'd they'd they take good players and, and, and they ruin them. Right. And the ownership right, right. of the Knicks is, is really, really, really bad, specifically bad. And it's been bad and for, for, for years, and they just – they keep trying to change coaches. They keep trying to change managers, general managers. And, and, and I, I literally, I know it sounds crazy, but there's like an asbestos in Madison Square Garden and it needs to be removed. <laughs> well, I um, look at the now, Knicks when they go on the court. It's like they never played basketball before. Like they're well, playing some games that the other team is not playing. Robin, please don't say this. I, I like getting those free uh, first row <laughs> seats. No. Um, I, I personally I invested in keeping the Knicks bad. I've asked them to because then I'll always get my seats. I love it. Howard, Howard, no, I'll, tell Howard. You about, yeah. I'll tell you something about the Jets. Hold, hold on, Mike. I'll tell you something about the Jets. So this is how fucked up the Jets are. So they, you know, usually you get a general manager, right? Then that general manager will hire a coach and put a team together. 
A couple of years ago, they kept a general manager. They let him do this whole draft where he drafted a bunch of people. Then they fired him and hired a, a coach, right? They hired a new coach. Then they hired a new general manager. So everyone's all over the place. So this current general manager didn't hire the coach. And the coach the Jets hired, by the way, has a right. terrible record. There were like a million people to choose from. It's almost like they go, we're going to give you five choices. And the Jets, despite everybody, goes, we're going to pick the worst possible one. We're going to pick a guy who's so awful that we're going to prove he can be good. And he's all, he was well, awful in Miami. You know, I don't know. I don't know if uh, sports or anything like radio, but I got to tell you, uh, you know, you mentioned general managers and coaches, and I compare coaches to program directors, general managers. They have them in yes. radio. And most of them had no fucking clue what they were talking about, at least when they would drag me in their office to yell at me. I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. So maybe sports are the same way, you know? It's the well, same group know, of guys. I, I have to say that Michael Jordan once, you know, he was a part owner of the Washington team at one time. And he came away from the whole experience. He says, I don't get it. They don't want to win. Like, you right. got to have, you know, like somebody on the team has to inspire so you think the, the other teammates. Yeah, to, to pull it together and get a winning attitude. Well, I heard that people are encouraging Trevor Lawrence, who is the top college prospect, to stay in school so the Jets can't draft him. That's yeah, how bad they His were. worst or, nightmare or, would be that the Jets have a first-round draft pick. Smart. Or right. worse, Howard. What's, what's even worse than that? Or they're telling him, if you decide to come out for the draft this year, make it public to the Jets that in no way, shape, or form will you play for New York, so don't even bother drafting me. Don't and even. by the way, when I was growing up, if if you played in New York, that was your ticket to riches and fame because yes. New York was the Big Apple. If you were famous in New York, you'd be famous all over the world. It was a completely different attitude. Now guys are saying, stay in college. Don't make don't any money. Don't go to New York. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Now, listen, I don't want to um, stay on sports too long. Chris, get back to yelling at Michael Rappaport. And Mike, please <laughs> write, yell back. Chris, go ahead. Chris, your little fucking blowjob. He's like, I why thought, did, I thought, why like, he doesn't know what it's like? I can't get married. You don't know what it's like being a black kid. How many black people do you actually know besides your son, you fucking loser? You're Chris, a uh, got, Chris got cut off There's because no his point. mic isn't working. But thank you, Michael. Was, all right. Thank you, Michael. And do Chris you have to know black it. people to care about them? Uh, yes, uh, according oh, to Michael Rappaport, yes. Chris. Uh, cares, <laughs> I happen to know Chris personally, and he cares about everyone. So there, I'll, I will, I'm sticking up for my guy. Yeah. yeah, what's with your mic, dude? I don't know. I, I didn't touch it. I just sat here. Did, did you cry it. into that mic last night? Tears will no. cause erosion in a microphone. <laughs> no. By the way, no. uh, Ralph Sorella says Chris called him for comfort, and Ralph and Chris were very emotionally attached last oh, night. Yeah. Uh, what happened? I, I, Chris was a fucking mess. I mean, uh, <laughs> he sent me this text. He was texting me, and it was like it got to the point where I said, you know, I better call him and see if he's okay because he was just, you know, he was drinking, which I said, dude, stop drinking. Like, this is not the night to drink in the first place, you know? I disagree. And it, I, I'm trying to tell him it's going to be a long night. Just calm down, you know? It's not even going to be decided, which it isn't. It, I was right. It's like, dude, just calm down. But uh, When he, he started he, crying, did you comfort him in some way? <laughs> yeah, what do you do when a guy's crying on Ralph. the other end of the phone? I got to tell you something, Chris. I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. I've been friends with yeah. Ralph way longer than you. The last guy yeah. I call when I'm crying is Ralph. Uh, well, that's not the now guy. You I know how to. desperate I was. Hey, you were desperate, uh, dude. I was. Was I helpful at all, Chris? I'm oh, really the way, totally helpful. By the way, Benji has been staring at me through Zoom. Yeah, when well, I was in there, I saw I like him. looking at you, man. He's like, hey, so hey, let me in here. Let me in. Let me get on here. I just. Listen, Chris, you have right. every right to have feelings. No one respects feelings more than I do. I'm like a, wo I'm like a woman about feelings. I am. Right. No, I, I am like a woman about feelings. Like, I care when people well, are sad. Just but saying you're say like a woman about feelings is, in, is unfeeling. It's like, go ahead. disgusting. Keep going. Yeah. Well, so, all right. You don't understand because you're more like a man. But right. Chris. People attack, are like they are. All right. He's on a roll. To attack right, Ryan. No, he's not. To attack Ryan for being condescending. If anyone else had reacted like you did, 
you would have said, oh, my God, that guy's such a baby. And you're saying people aren't taking it seriously. Any other night. Right before that, over. you were telling us about a guy's penis with in a wheelchair and whether or not his penis would be good enough to yeah. have sex with. Yeah. Because he has, you know. <laughs> it's true. But, I, but I mean, listen, which is fine. We were having you're fun. You're a Trump voter, Benji. I get it. You're upset with what I said about Trump. And that's not, fine. No, no. Chris, I respect. I respect. Uh, well, the staff no, no, no. is torn I, up. I, like most of America. I absolutely how, respect yes. how you feel and your fear. Yes, Gary. I don't know. I don't know how far you want to go with this, but Ryan, who was the guy that made the comment last night, he's like still holding to his guns. He's like, I in no way, shape or form was I being condescending and he doesn't understand what happened. He's willing to talk to Chris about it. All right. Listen, I had enough of this. <laughs> I understand. Everyone I is on edge. I, I Chris, apologize. How about Chris, that? I Jason, Benji, Gary, Robin, everyone is on edge. Benji feels like a woman. <laughs> Can yeah. I just, uh, Benji, laugh is, at Benji is as emotional as a woman <laughs> and wants you to know it. Yeah, I have ben- a pussy in my beard. Right. All right. Let, let me, I let me say to the guy. Yes. I'm like a woman when I hide my cameras because I'm embarrassed about my looks. That's what women do. I have a blocky well, vagina. It. Let me talk to Lisa, who has the last word on this, and then we'll move on. We have a lot to get to. Yes, uh, Lisa. Howard, good morning. I just want to call in support of Chris. He's, like, getting hit with so much shrapnel. Chris, what you need to realize is, as Benji just pointed out, you're a woman. You're dealing with a bunch of old, white, rich dudes who haven't suffered in years. <laughs> They're never going to understand your plight, sweetheart. Lisa, single, you make a you know, good point. Myself, Benji is you. loaded to the Thank gills. An old, white, rich man. <laughs> <laughs> Benji is a, a typical old billionaire. Years, my dear. And, and I didn't say Chris was a woman. I'm the woman. I know, you, you, see you, you definitely are a woman. The woman I'm didn't understand right now, Benji. I would feel like fill a teaspoon. Like, it, you just, you really need help. Uh, who? Benji. I don't know who needs help. Benji. Oh, Benji needs help. All right. I'm confused by all of this. I'll let Ralph, what do you want to tell me? Do you want to... Do you want me to read any of Chris's text? Um, sure. I don't know if I want you to read my text. <laughs> yeah, you didn't ask Chris. Okay. If I, oh, if no, I did no, that I to won't. you, Ralph. Right. Ralph saw that big loss last night. I like I like that I the, the the woman called in and said that uh, you're dealing with a bunch of rich old white guys. I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at my staff. I, I think the guy Ryan you got into a fight with last night. He washes his clothes in a bucket because he doesn't have a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, I just, dude, just want to make that dude, point. That oh, but he does that by choice, Howard, because right. he's a rich old white man. Yes, dude. He, he he's. That was really weird on Zoom the other night. He's got like a bucket and a churn. Like he churns his clothes in dirty water and then he puts them in like a salad spinner to dry them. And then he <laughs> hangs them in his, then he hangs them in the living room on a line. Dude, you would oh, think no, you were stop like. Stop it. Yeah. Did you ever see a washing machine? Howard, he, he, it's a manual washing machine and a manual dryer. He showed them to me. He bought them like on Amazon. I think they're both like forty nine ninety nine each. And How do you, thing, like, what do you churn it? You can yeah, you crank yes. it? Yeah, you churn oh, it. Got the crank, it's right. like a thing on the side, like a handle. What like is he, Amish? I don't know, <laughs> but, but he's asking me if I'm in touch with society. Uh, Ralph, are you going to, Chris, are, you gonna, are we going to hear Ralph read your text last night or not? Well, I don't, let me see what no, I said. No, that's okay. It's not okay. horrible, they're probably, but it's... They're probably not very nice. <laughs> no. No, I mean, just, it's not about anything, no. anyone specific. All right. I don't Thank care. you, Ralph. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everybody. I need a breather from all of you. Um, there you have well, it. Robin. I, I just love that they were all declared rich and white. Yes. <laughs> Robin, uh, I must tell you, uh, this is what's going on around the country. We need a resolution. We need to know who won the fucking election. Well, we, we will find out. You know, yes. the ballots are in. That's all you have to know, and they will be counted. You know, you know who's suffering the most is Wolfie's grandmother, Wolfie, who works for us. Uh, she's in some sort of home. Wolfie put her in, you know, one of these uh, old age homes. Wolfie stored her in some kind of a facility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what people do. You know, who wants her living in Wolfie's <laughs> house? Um, you know, this whole thing has gotten so politicized. This mask wearing, which is so mind-blowing to me but here's a woman who's older and wiser this woman's 86 years old wolfie's grandmother she lives in a nursing home which is not a safe place to be right now 
Uh, no, she, lots but, of outbreaks in nursing homes. Lots of people have died in nursing homes. Her name is Verna. And boy, did she have some harsh words for anti-maskers. I think, I think she's my new hero. We'll take a little visit now to her nursing home and see how an old woman feels about the state of the country. Uh, because even pre-COVID, these, these old age homes, sometimes some of them are like walking graveyards if you've ever visited. Oh, you know, I worked know. in a nursing home for a little while. You know, imagine living in a place where people drop like flies around you. So here, here's a little uh, update from Wolfie's grandma. What is it like to find the body of a deceased resident? One day we were sitting out in the hall. She was right across from me, and she was just walking around, came, sat down in the chair, and just jumped right over and died. So she kind of paced around a bit, sat down, and then just died right on the spot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When someone dies like that, I heard that sometimes they instantly just shit in their pants. Did you smell shit? Yeah. Everything what? leaves them. What does that look like? Like wow. shit. Man, how depressing is that? Hey, Wolfie. Hey, Ben. Yeah. What'd you do? You lock up your grandma in uh, a real shithole, huh? No, that wasn't my call, of course. It's my, my mom that... uh that's more involved with it. But it was actually my grandma's choice. She she wanted to go there. Oh, yeah. You guys are so terrible. She said, take me to a nursing home. Uh, well, I grandma, you have a choice. You can um, you can live with your daughter or you can live in this horrible <laughs> nursing home. And she chose the nursing home. Uh, let's see. Oh, the residents in these places seem like um, real pieces of work. Wolfie's grandma told us about all the stealing that goes on after oh, someone dear. dies. This, this is so depressing. When a fellow resident dies, what are some of their personal belongings that the living residents might steal? Money, always money, jewelry. In fact, in here, two of them had jewelry stolen. So they'll actually go in and kind of root around and try to find something of value? Yes, that's right. They'll steal your blind. Sounds like the uh, nursing Those home are the, is the residents? Yeah. Oh boy! Of course. It, sounds, it sounds like the nursing home is full of grave robbers from a Dickens novel, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. it very much sounds like a Dickens kind of situation. Wolfie's grandma recalled a particularly horrible theft story. Here you go. What's the best item you've ever heard that was taken from a dead person? The uh, worst thing I think I ever heard was the one man wore the ring for 70 years uh, from West Point. And the girl stole that. Wow, that that's pretty low. That that's darn low because she knew darn well that was worth money. I cannot end up in a nursing home. I've just put up with so much shit my whole life. I just can't do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't want a complete return to my misery of my youth. Right. Like, that would be just that. That would be too much for me. That's it. Oh God. I mean, there's never a dull moment in these nursing homes, like shitting, people dropping dead, grand larceny. I mean, and then you then you got quarantine. I mean, what is there a worse place to be? Now you can't even have anybody in from the outside to relieve you from being with all the thieves you live around. And and they fight with each other all the time. It's, It's like worse than high school. All these old ladies pick on each other. My grandma was calling some lady rooster and then she got in trouble at the nursing home. It's a disaster. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like being in prison. I mean, it's horrible rooster. Now things are even worse since COVID. Most of the workers at her facility quit because of the extra hours and the fears of getting sick. And Wolfie Wolfie's grandma says there's a 93-year-old woman in the building who sits in a wheelchair slumped over six hours a day with no one helping her. And that's because of COVID, because, you know, there's just no one around. There's nobody there. Yeah. And then, Wolfie, you can't even go visit her, right, because of COVID? No. The the one time that I recently went to go see her, uh, they they had opened up a tent outside. So apparently if if you had three or less people, you could sit with your, your grandparent in a tent. But then some nudnik showed up with 10 people. Someone got infected with COVID, so they just locked it down. So now yeah. you can go, but you have to sit outside of the building and look through a window. That That's all you can do. So the next time you feel like walking around without your mask because you're an anti-masker, just know some old lady is suffering because of your selfishness. I mean, it's that bad. How does it make you feel knowing that the people in your family can't really even come in to give you a hug right now? 
Well, you know, I was used to everybody coming around. It makes you sad. It does. I miss them. How does it make you feel knowing that you're in the later stages of your life, but you're basically just stuck inside right now? Well, I guess you just figure, boy, this one lady that lives across from me, she's 100. And I said, isn't this an awful way to spend your 100 years? And she said, yes, it is. She said, I never, never thought I'd see the day that the United States would come like this. And boy, you can see she looks sad. Got to tell you, your grandma sounds in incredible shape. What's she doing yeah. in the home? Can't she like kind of function outside of that place and uh, maybe get her a little apartment, or she can't no, handle it's, it? Yeah, it's it's her legs more than anything. She just uh, oh. slowly lost the ability to really walk, so she's in a scooter most of the time, and and then she's just got other issues going on. That whole scooter thing is depressing. I mean, yeah, that you'll be finally deter you know uh, delivered to scooter level. You know, like Robin, everything, I, you've got to roll around. Robin, if I show up on the show in a scooter, are you going to goof on me, or are you just going to have some compassion? <laughs> Coming on, but it's going to be an awesome scooter, by the way. It's going to be tricked uh, uh, out. really tricked out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be in a scooter too. Who knows? Uh, the, the thing I love about your grandma, Wolfie's grandma, feels people today don't know the meaning of sacrifice, and she says it better than anyone. She's uh, kind of pissed. Here you go. How does it make you feel that people of your generation really sacrificed during World War II to save the country, but people today won't even wear a mask to save the country? Well, it's like they said, that was the greatest generation. Yes, it was. Now, what would you call this generation? A bunch of assholes. A lot of people today are complaining about wearing a mask. When you were a kid, did you have to go through anything worse than that, but you didn't complain? Yes, we were quarantined to stay in the house, and they put a sign in your door. If you had the measles or the mumps or any childhood diseases. Well, the people that are complaining about wearing these masks today, we went through things like this too, but we didn't wear masks. We couldn't leave the house, and they're all a bunch of pusses the way they're acting nowadays. Yep. History is going to remember us as a bunch of assholes, that's for sure. Yeah, but it won't be here because we'll probably have destroyed this place. It'll be somewhere else, uh, maybe China, where people will be saying, yeah, there used to be this country and everybody got really dumb and then they just died. Yeah, my grandma Walter. said that uh, if, if you had that house, uh, sign posted in your house that someone in there had the mumps and they saw someone walk out, like the whole community would report you. Like, this person is breaking quarantine. It was it was really strict that they followed the rules. Oh, yeah. My dad was quarantined when he was young. He had scarlet fever. Right. And most people died from it. But uh, he was in 